This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.48 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Wang Xiaoning and Chong Jen San. Monsoon season is far from over as heavy rain in several states wreaked havoc um, over the past few days. Uh, we have... Her- seen reports that four people have lost their lives and more than 50,000 victims have been displaced, with Johor having the highest number of victims, followed by Pahang and Malacca. On social media and news portals, images of flooded roads, submerged cars and waterlogged homes could be seen. And in Johor, several towns and its surrounding areas resembled an island after roads were inundated with flood waters. Rescue efforts have been underway, but authorities said that strong water currents and flooded roads have made it a big challenge to assist flood victims. So what is the situation on the ground and what aid is in dire need? For updates on what's happening, we have on the line with us Datuk Dr. Ahmad Faisal Mohamad Perdaus, the President of Mercy Malaysia. Good morning, Dr. Faisal. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. So we know that the number of evacuees in the three flood-affected states stands at around 50,000, now with Johor being the most affected. Um, What are you hearing about uh, the situation on the ground and the extent of flood damage that's being seen? Right. Thank you all. Uh, first of all, the uh, the end of monsoon phenomenon or the tail end of the uh, northeast monsoon phenomenon is not unusual. It has happened before. Um, the last time it happened in a big way was in 2021. It, it hit mostly Pahang. So we do expect some tail end monsoon uh, rain heavily to happen at the end of the season. However, this time it's unusually heavy uh, and um, it's hit Johor particularly hard, which uh, Johor has seen rainfall, which is four times more usual. And um, and this is the heaviest rainfall uh, that Johor has had for many years. Uh, and uh, and this is, uh, this is uh, a little bit alarming as it also signifies the uh, impact of climate change uh, on the whole system. Mm. Um, on the ground, uh, at the moment. Uh, yes, you're right. There are about 50,000 people still displaced. Yesterday, there was a brief respite. Uh, there was a little bit of sunshine, but it's back uh, to rain as of yesterday afternoon and this morning. And so we do expect most of the people who are displaced to be displaced for another few days at least. Uh, this is notwithstanding if there's going to be an increase in the number of new evacuees. Uh, as of the number of casualties, I think it's risen to five now. A young girl was unfortunately... Uh, found um, um, early this morning yeah, on the uh, Mersing Kluang Road. And so uh, this is something which we have to worry about. Uh, the situation is particularly bad because um, the uh, because of a number of factors. The first one is the heavy rain initially occurred in the area of Sagamat, uh, whereby uh, a lot of uh, rivers had their sources and it flowed down into Muar and Batu Pahat. On the eastern side, uh, the same occurred in Kota Tinggi and Kluang. And this uh, means that almost the entire state has been affected. Batu Pahat has been uh, a worse hit uh, over the last few days, though, uh, much more than Segamat and Kota Tinggi, because it's, it's at the end and the receiving end of the confluent of rivers, which are flowing right into the Straits of Malacca. Mm-hmm. And uh, development, of course, means that a lot of these rivers have have seen uh, shallower depths over the last uh, few years. Um, and this has been uh, exacerbated again uh, by uh, the release of water, the uh, the, the uh, pressured release of water from dams, which had to happen because the dams were overflowing. 
And Dr. Faisal, some areas in Johor were not flooded, but access was cut off as all roads leading to the area were inaccessible to normal vehicles. Have these places been identified and how difficult is it to deliver aid? Very good question. Um, and it is very difficult. And so some areas, uh, like some parts of Batu Pahat and Segamat and Yongping in particular, and also some parts of Kluang are not actually flooded, but they have been cut off. As you rightly pointed out, some of the main roads have been flooded. And um, aid at the moment is quite difficult to get. For example, in Batu Pahat, we know that uh, um, food is uh, being delivered, but not enough. And uh, uh, there were also issues with the food being delivered in Sigamat earlier. Um, they were late uh, in, in, in coming or arriving to the evacuation centres because of the logistics issues. And um, we have an issue with hygiene and sanitary kits uh, at the moment with uh, the displaced, especially in Batu Pahat, because uh, the roads have been cut off and they need of a few thousand of these kits uh, just to assist those who've been displaced, because without which uh, it'll be difficult for them to look after themselves. And uh, this applies particularly, of course, to women and children. And um, and uh, the situation is going to get better, hopefully, over the next few days. The rain front is receding. However, there is another rain front coming from the South China Sea, uh, and uh, the Met uh, is expecting another wave uh, of heavy rain. Mm. Whether or not it will bring flooding or not uh, before the end of the month is another question. Okay, but does this mean that uh, we are prepared better since we are getting these uh, weather warnings? From a weather warning perspective, yes. Uh, I must say that uh, Met Malaysia and uh, Infobanje uh, JPS, uh, which is the uh, Water Irrigation Department, uh, have been doing their job pretty well. We've had warnings of both rain coming as well as uh, river levels rising. Uh, uh, these have been on the on the dot and have been in fact uh, ahead of time uh, most of the time so so it helps uh, to have better early warning uh, however uh, the amount of rain uh, that fell in Johor was unprecedented like i said for the last few years if we were to compare data plus uh, i think the impact on the uh, on the rivers which uh, over the years, uh, what development does if you if you don't uh, if you don't uh, manage it well, mm. is that the rivers will get a lot more sediment and silt over time. And this over time, it doesn't happen overnight, of course. And over many years, it then reduces the depth of the rivers. And this is what's happened in Sigamat and Batu Pahat, especially, but also in other areas. Mm. So we do um, see that the Department of Irrigation and Drainage is looking to expedite the implement implementation of flood mitigation projects, given um, the unprecedented nature of this flooding and of others that are likely to come, what kind of mitigation measures do you think need to be looked into urgently? Oh, they need to look at uh, uh, at least three. Number one, um, where the rivers are concerned, uh, there needs to be an, uh, uh, an, uh, an operation which has been done already in Slango um, of increasing the depth of some of the rivers where that is, that is not uh, the issue. There has to be a lot more... Um, uh, 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 building of um, um, uh, compartments or areas where uh, we expect the water to overflow, mm. uh, whereby there will be uh, structures to actually impede the rise of the water uh, enough. Um, then, uh, and then the third bit is uh, the third bit is of course community preparedness, and this is the most difficult bit mm. for those living uh, near rivers and, and along the riverbanks, of which there are many. Uh, they need to be prepared better. 
and um, and when early warnings are already given, they should be evacuated before the floodwaters rise. Actually, and uh, and measures to safeguard their property and also their their precious, uh, valuable uh, assets like uh, refrigerators, uh, washing machines, cars, etc. Uh, all these now should be should be part of the standard operating procedure in in guiding communities uh, to become more resilient. All these have to be put in into programs. Dr. Faisal, with many victims still in relief centres, what necessities are greatly in need now, and how can the public help? Like I said, uh, number one is food in some areas, and number two, uh, sanitary and hygiene uh, items. Yeah, and number three, um, um, some medical aid. But I think this is uh, this is fairly well taken care of. The health department in Johor is pretty uh, well. Uh, uh, distributed uh, in its strengths and they've been assisted by NGOs. For the public, uh, the biggest and easiest way for us to contribute is to uh, donate uh, our contribution to um, either the Tabung Benchana uh, of uh, the government or uh, the uh, reputable and credit, uh, creditable NGOs. Uh, I think that that will be the best way. Dr. Faisal, thank you as always for speaking to us. That was Datuk Dr. Ahmad Faisal Muhammad Perdaus, President of Mercy Malaysia, giving us an update on the flooding situation in Johor, in parts of Johor, uh, really just detailing the uh, the severe the severe flooding at the yeah. moment. Um, and whether question marks about whether if the weather deteriorates, right, whether other parts of Malaysia will be impacted. And so far, the signs aren't great. We are going to expect probably more rain towards the end of the month. So, you know, the question is, are we ready? Is the government ready? And then, you know, thank goodness we have all these NGOs, charities that are also assisting. But the question is the coordination, I always feel. Who should take lead? Should it be a government initiative? I mean, we are fortunate uh, We are fortunate to be supported by people at Mercy Malaysia, but just the coordination, I think the government did make reference to this in the budget to provide more funds for uh, initiatives like this. And I think the, the reality is with climate change, this will be more and more frequent. It is 7.58 in the morning. Uh, we're going to head into the 8 a.m. News Bulletin. And after that, on the Breakfast Grill, I'll be speaking to Tammy Tan, Country Manager for Red Hat Malaysia, and Lai Pei C, CEO of Grab Malaysia's Digital Bank Project, on how to improve women's participation in the digital economy. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.